0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous a vision for you big book study. My name is Anita Jay and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, March 31st, 2016. And today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 49. The very first paragraph beginning with instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents. Today's readers are going to be Amanda R. on the 12 steps, Rita P. for the 12 traditions, and reading the text for us today will be Kathy K., Nicole S., and Santa H. The reference number for Wednesday, March thirtieth, two 2016, is 8615. 8615. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose. Our fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And a Vision for You big book study our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Amanda R. to read our OA 12 steps. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, This is Amanda R. in Maine.
1: One. and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thanks, Good pass. Thank you very much, Amanda R. And I will now ask Rita P. to read the 12 traditions for us. Good morning, Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Rita P., compulsive overeater in Arkansas. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Number two, For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Number three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Number four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Number five. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Number nine, OA as such ought never be organized, that we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Number 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public, contro- public controversy. Number 11, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media communication. Number number 12, anonymity is the social foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve, and I pass. Thank you very much, Rita P., Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overreaders only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book, And we are starting off on page 49, uh, the very first paragraph. Um, And Kathy K. will be reading for us the very first two paragraphs, and she will be commenting on both. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning, Anita. Thank you for your service, Um, and hello, everybody. Instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of God's ever-advancing creation, we agnostics and atheists chose to believe that our human intelligence was the last word, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and end of all. Rather vain of us, wasn't it? We who have traveled this dubious path beg you to lay aside prejudice, even against organized religion. We have learned that whatever the human frailties of various faiths may be, those faiths have given purpose and direction to millions. People of faith have a logical idea of what life is all about. Actually, we used to have no reasonable conception whatever, we used to amuse ourselves by cynically dissecting spiritual beliefs and practices when we might have observed that many spiritually minded persons of all races, colors, and creeds were demonstrating a degree of stability, happiness, and usefulness which we should have sought ourselves. And this is Kathy Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Boston. Um, you know, when Anita told me I'd be reading these today, I I felt a bit of caution because for so many years, uh, even after coming into the 12-step rooms, I uh, maintained a very strong agnosticism and uh, could not begin to appreciate that people with some sort of faith, were living much calmer, stable, and happy lives than I was. Um, I was one of those who held a certain kind of contempt prior to investigation, which they talk about in the spiritual experience in the appendix. And um, it took me uh, quite a while of reading this over and over again, but more importantly, witnessing in fellow travelers what a faith in a higher power had done for them. I never really identified the the, the sentence rather vain of us, wasn't it? I did not think of myself as a vain person because I came into the rooms with very low self-esteem, and I just thought I was doing a poor job of managing not only my food, but my life. Um, and so it took a contact with fellow travelers who had defined and found a faith that was what enabled them to live more peacefully and with more meaning um, before I began to open my heart and my mind to the possibility um of a spiritual life, and I'm so grateful today that by engaging with others and by reading this text, um, I became more open and, in fact, have begun uh, and am on a path to a very strong connection with a higher power. The last thing I'll say is um, I've always had uh, a capacity to appreciate what people, individuals do with their faith. I have more trouble with the institutions of religion as we know them today. So I think our paths may be very different. The key, though, is to be open to witnessing and seeing what others with faith have experienced. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Kathy K.
2: Who else would like to comment
0: on both or one of these paragraphs? Charles H. Charles? Nessa R. Nessa R. Nessa R. Nessa R. Who? Who's the third one, or is that outside noise? Renata?
3: Renata. Leah M. This
0: is
3: Larry. Leah
0: M. Leah M and Larry K. All right. what's. Fasa, all right, let's. Thank you. All right, we're going to start with Charles H and then move on to Nessa R. Good morning, Charles.
4: Good morning, Anita J. Um, thank you for your service. Charles H, a recovered compulsive overeater just for today. Um, you know, I noticed that on page 46, 47, 48, and 49, now we're seeing that word prejudice. And, you know, that word faith people people ordinarily just uh accommodate that word with religion, and that's not necessarily so um I couldn't see like like if 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 seeing was believing since there, there would be no need for faith in my life um faith faith right faith and hope um are good things. You know, I'll give you an example. My wife, she's. I, I took the day off yesterday because you know she's going through something, and uh, you know I paid paid an employee out of my pocket to do that day, um, do yesterday for me, and she was feeling she was looking melancholy this morning. I prayed over her, and I said, God, please take away her fears. I wouldn't have done that without program. I wouldn't have done that without the program of action. I wouldn't have cared, right? And 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 I said. And then the last thing I said after I prayed over, I said, and by faith she'll be healed, by faith. And it, it, it has nothing. It was spiritual, all spiritual. So I, 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 lay, I, I, beg, I beg of anybody to lay aside um, religion because sometimes I, I don't like religion myself because, you know, I can't, nobody, God can't force me to do anything I don't want to do. I got faith in this program. I got faith in you guys. I hear your voices. I done seen y'all um that last weekend in Virginia and I got and I see the happiness on you. And you still got it. And by faith, the happiness gonna grow no matter what. We're gonna go through calamities in life. We're gonna go through tragedies in life. But by faith, it's gonna be alright. Right? I gotta have that faith and hope because what would life be without faith? And that's what we agnostics pretty much talk about. What would life be without faith? It wouldn't be too good because I I, I think that I, I need I need I need proof. I need visual proof. But we heard yesterday that visual proof is the weakest proof out there. So by faith, I say that you you all guys will have a great recovered day, and you will help people, and those people will in turn help other people. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita J.
0: Thank you very much. And before we go on, folks, there's, I think, got to be some people unmuted because there's a lot of background noise interfering. Not everybody has a nice, loud, clear voice like Charles. So please, everybody, double-check, please, that you're muted. Thank you very much. And now, except for Nessa. Nessa, it's your turn, followed by Renata. Renata.
5: Hi, good morning. My name is Nessa R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, when I came into the rooms, I wasn't agnostic, and I actually had quite a strong belief in God, uh, and while in the rooms, I even became uh, more observant of the religious requirements of the religions of my my ancestors, um, but... I have no reasonable conception of God whatsoever, nor a logical idea of what life is all about. You know. I thought life was all
6: about getting what I want uh, sir what happened? You've lost you right sorry,
5: I got that <laughs> uh, that recording again um um. I had a uh, no logical idea of what life was about. I thought I thought life was about, you know, getting what I wanted. Um, everybody was out there to serve me, uh, make me happy. Um, you know, I thought that if I had more money, then I'd be happy. If people did what I wanted, I, I'd be happy. If I had a bigger house, I'd be happy. Uh, everybody was out there to serve me, including God. You know, and my ideas of God were very infantile. You know, it was, uh, you know, making deals with God, like God was my employee. You know, God, if I do, if you do this, and I'll do that. Or he was like my, my sugar daddy, you know, like I've been a good girl, so give me my reward, you know, with my price. And, you know, thanks to, uh, to the 12 steps, um, I have been um, in where we've been and I've acquired new thoughts and ideas uh, about life and about God. You know, I realize that I am God's servant uh, and I'm here to do his will, to serve him and serve others. And, you know, what's what's really interesting and, and beautiful is that in so doing, I've actually achieved the, the happiness that I've always wanted, that I've always pursued, um, trying to get my way. So in abandoning my way and and focusing on, on others and what is needed of me instead of on what I need, um, I've acquired that which, which has been so elusive um,
0: to me before. Uh, and that's uh, the that's gift of this program, and I pass. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much, Nessa R. And good morning, Renata G. You're up. Good
3: morning, Anita. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Renata G, Recovered compulsive reader, in New York. I want to focus on the first paragraph where it says, you know, we agnostics and atheists chose to believe that our human intelligence was the last word, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end of all, rather than of, it, of us, wasn't it? And, you know, when I came to this program, I believed in God. So, like, I, I would not even dare to say something like that, that I was the beginning and the end, I was the alpha and the omega. But what were my actions? showing you know my actions were showing that I got this I can control this I can figure it out and I could not you know it occurred to me the other day that the reason why I was so reluctant to embark on this journey with the steps was because it was not my idea it was something that was presented to me and all the other schemes that I tried to combat my disease you know, I thought that I was in control, that it was my idea, that I was going to solve my problem. But when I was presented with the steps, I, you know, I, I was, um, what's the word? Defiant, you know? Well, what do you mean I have to do this, you know, the things that this book's telling me? I want to do whatever I want to do. And, uh, you know, where it says, instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of God's ever-advancing creation, huh. meaning, you know, instead of... A, my- is
0: that your phone, or is that somebody has got a music going?
3: Yeah, there's some music back here. I'll stop. Oh, all right. It. No,
0: no, yes. no. Finish your thought. Please finish it's it. Very it's very loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, finish your sentence anyway. Okay, so, you <laughs>
3: okay. know, I... I used to say I believe in God, but I I did not live my life according to God's will. I went around being dishonest and manipulating and you know, cheating, trying to get what I wanted from everyone and never even consulting with God. And so by working the steps, I've learned how to to live by God's will and you know, then today my actions can show that I trust and rely on a higher power and not on myself. but that, I pass. Thanks. Sorry for the noise.
0: That's all right. That's all right. The message was really good. Um, thank you, Renata G. And good morning, Leah M.
7: You're, you're up. Thank you so much, Anita, for your service. We who have traveled this dubious path beg you to lay aside old, well, prejudice, old ideas, even against organized religion. Um, dubious meaning uncertain you know uh you know step two is a conclusion of of our minds coming off of step one which is powerlessness you know uh, you know left to our own intellect our own motivation knowledge determination human aid uh you know There was no conquering of the obsession of the mind, so step two is really just a conclusion of the mind. I, of my own power, can't uh, wrestle out of the chains of this uh, disease of compulsive overeating. I like to say, you know, don't worry about taking step two. Let step two take you. That That's spoken out of experience. You know, I came here with no spiritual development. I mean, in my uh, family of origin, it was the intellect. It was self-sufficiency. Um, and it was, you know, stand on your own two feet, rule your own destiny, run your own show. And I did exactly that. I ran it into the ground. Um, and it was a little concerning, you know, to let go of my ability to rationalize and, you know, reason and analyze and discriminate and throw myself into the program of recovery, dethrone my intellect and my self-sufficiency that I had been raised with in favor of these steps and these actions um, that were going to lead me to a place I didn't know existed, However, however, I saw those in whom the problem had been solved, people of all races, colors, and creeds, and we hear that on the line every day. You know, here on the line, there are men, there are women, some are young, some are older, some are black, some are white. I mean, we, we, we wrap the globe, and yet many of us now have a stability, a happiness, a contentment, and a peacefulness that we never had before. So, you know... I don't know about your disease, but, you know, I can tell you about mine. There's only two disciplines for someone like me. That's either the discipline of this disease, which beat me into a bloody pulp, or the discipline of these 12 steps. And if I'm not surrendering to one, then I'm surrendering to the other. So I never had any faith that God could do for me what I could never do for myself. The best I could possibly do is believe that he could do so. Then after taking certain steps, those things began to transpire, and I received that higher power in my life, and then I knew. Then it was an experience that I had, and it was running through my veins, and I can speak about it today, and that was faith. So, you know, it's a journey. It's a journey. Just be open to it. Uh, that's all the big book is saying here. It's, it's not attempting to uh, prove to us that there's any kind of God. It doesn't attempt to force any kind of God on us. What it does do is give us some new information in this chapter, and from that new information, hopefully we'll be able to discard some of those old ideas that we might have. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you very much, Leah M.,
0: and now we'll have Larry Kay followed by Lassa. Oh, good morning.
8: Good morning. Good morning, Anita. Thanks for your service. <laughs> Larry K. recovered compulsive overeater. Um yeah, I like what Leah had to say about that. Um, you know, it, um you know, this disease, yeah, it, it uh, nobody gets here on a winning streak, right? Um, if, you, if you're here and you got here on a winning streak, what are you doing here, right? We, we all got here to some extent on a losing streak, at least with this, with, with, with this particular area in our lives. And, you know, in the same manner that, that, that I vigorously tried to identify out of being one of you, you know, fellow travelers who had this, this disease, this twofold nature, this allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind, I also tried to identify out of a faith-based life. You know, cynically dissecting spiritual beliefs and practices. And it was, you know, looking back, it was my limited view of what spiritual minded people were all about, because, you know, we only see what we look for. We only see what we look for in life. And and what was I looking for? You know, in terms of of my limited view before, it was, you know, the hypocrisy of people that attended church or temple or mosque or what have you. You know, they'd they'd go and, you know, and advocate one thing in church, perhaps, and then they go out and live a dishonest, manipulative life. And I saw it in you. I didn't see it in me. People who cheated on their spouse, yet they attend, uh, you know, they go to temple, they go to church. You know, but what did I miss? I missed the god centered consciousness of people charitable nature, love, more love and acceptance, greater tolerance. You know, like leah was saying there's there's two paths here for me okay there's There's more disease that's available to me. there's definitely more disease available to me i I know how to do that. I did that extraordinarily well for decades, and then door number two more recovery through the steps that for me lead to a change lead to a fundamental spiritual change. And that's my choices. You know, there's, there's no door number three. I love when I heard that the first time because it, 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 because it rings true, right? It rings true. There is no door number three. Door number three is death. Uh, there is no door number three, more disease, more recovery. What's my choice going to be today? And uh, for me today, by the grace of God, I choose recovery. That's why I'm on the line this morning. So, anyways, with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Larry Kay. And good morning, Vasa O. Oh,
9: you're up. Good morning, Anita J. And good morning, everyone. I'm grateful to be here and recovered with everyone else. And I choose recovery myself. i would be dead today if I didn't. But I didn't really see myself as a very intelligent person. I had very low self-esteem when I came to the program. And, but I knew, like step one was that, you know, I, I knew that, you know, I was in step one and that the food was going to kill me. And the only requirement that I was needed to have the desire to stop eating. And by then, boy, was I ready to stop eating because this disease was just going to kill me. So um, when I came to the program, I was taught to be open-minded and relaxed and listen. And I was not a person that could share anyways, you know. So, you know, my sponsor said, oh, just pass. If you don't want to read the tools, if you don't want to share, just listen. And I felt relieved that I didn't have to do any of those things. You know, for me, it was just listen at the beginning. Um, And I'm so grateful that the first meeting was not in a church, and i if it was in a, in ch- a church hall, I probably would have run out. I grew up with a fearful and punishing God and projected the abuse onto god um, and I was thought to be self sufficient I was thought to be strong and i should be handle i should be hand- should be handling everything myself, and yeah, I was handling myself, but I was falling apart, you know. I couldn't understand the second part of uh, the the unmanageability. unmanageability. I understood with the food, I couldn't, you know, I was unmanageable. But with my life, I was keeping everything going on. You know, I had so many hats. But anyways, I'm just so grateful that I have stuck, you know, with the programs and with the steps, one step at a time, the way they laid out. And today I have a life I never imagined I would have, Uh, working through the steps and just having a higher power, which I call God, today that led me into my Overeaters Anonymous meeting in the first place. So thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you very much, Casa
9: O. Who else would like to share? Reva P. Kim J.
0: Reva Kim.
6: Melissa C. Melissa? <laughs> Amy G? Amy G.
0: All right, let's uh, go with Reva, Kim, Melissa, and Amy G. Good morning, Reva.
10: Good morning. This is Reva P, Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Um, I love how each step propels me to the next one. Um And I knew that my intelligence um, was not helping me manage and control my uh, compulsive overeating problem. Um, So it was in a way easier um, to be propelled to step two where I was able to admit and acknowledge I needed a power that was greater than Reva. Um, to help with this problem, because I had tried and I had tried harder and I tried harder and harder and it wasn't working. But what I'm realizing and uh, learning so much as we read this chapter about we agnostics without knowledge, without knowledge that a power greater than myself can do things in my life that in my wildest dreams I could never do um, and this practical program of action very practical so i had a i have a really challenging uh case in my work and you know my intelligence i love analyzing and trying to figure out like i can do the step work i can say i'm abstinent and you know do the step work over here but then in this case i'm just going to you know read the literature and i'm going to figure this one out cuz i need to analyze and if i analyze hard enough i'll get the answer And that's what got me to step one with the food. So thank you, God. It doesn't work. It's broken. Like, I can't do that anymore. Um, And it's just mind-boggling that, you know, each practical situation, I don't know when I go into it, but if I submit and I surrender to this power greater than myself, I get propelled from one to two through the rest of the steps and... Mm -hmm. It's so backwards of what I think. I think I have to effort and think my way into things, but I don't. I have to surrender and let this power lead me to things. And then I have a reasonable conception of what to do, a logical, really logical and sane way of acting um, and behaving and working with the people that I have been led to, uh, you know, be useful to. And um, it's just an amazing, wonderful paradox. Um, And all I have to do is say, I don't know, um, and realize that my way isn't working. So um, I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Makes sense to me. Thank you very much, Reva P., and Kim G. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Oh, love this. Um, we have observed that many spiritual-minded persons of all races, colors, and creeds have were demonstrating a degree of stability and happiness and usefulness, which we have we have sought ourselves. So I love the words: observed, demonstrating, and sought. You know, demonstrating is a big word for me. You know, Leia had stressed the idea of people in whom the problem had been solved. And that was huge for me. You know, people who was walking the walk, not just talking the talk. You know, I remember being at a workshop a couple years ago and a woman was leading it and she was morbidly obese. And um, she said that her current abstinence was 90 days. And she's had four breaks in her abstinence over the last 20 years. So basically she'd been abstinent for 20 years. And My jaw just dropped to the ground. And I have to tell you, she knew this big book inside and out, inside and out, you know, chapter and verse. But it was obvious that it was words to her. It wasn't, it, she wasn't demonstrating, not just by her body size, but by her mannerisms. It was so much self-will. You know, we hear on page 58, Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed, her pa- followed our path. You know, my experience is rarely have I seen a person thoroughly follow the path. So I'm looking for someone not only that has been in Overrears Anonymous for decades, not only can quote this book, but are they demonstrating these principles? Are they living these principles? And I used a simple analogy. One of the gifts I got when I lost my weight is I learned how to skate. So if I'm up in Vermont, which is my favorite area to ski, specifically Mount Snow, and I look for a ski instructor and they tell me all these degrees they have, all these certifications they have, and I say to them, well, what mountains have you skied? Oh, oh, no, 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 I haven't actually skied. Look at all these certificates that I got. Do you think I'm going to trust that person to put two popsicle sticks on my leg and have them teach me to do something they've never physically done but they've read about? Absolutely not. So I have to look for people in whom the problem had been solved who have walked this dubious path. And I have to seek that same experience. I have to seek that, you know, which means I have to do the work. You know, I was talking with someone last night, and I was really struck with what we were talking about because I cannot stay sober on someone else's experience. I love podcasts. I love a vision for you, but I can listen to this 24-7. I can't stay sober off of what Larry and Leia and Reva and Vasa said today. I have to demonstrate. I have to put these into practice. I have to seek this with the desperation of a drowning man. And until I do that, I am just going to be, I don't know, I'm at my three minutes, but I need to observe demonstrate and seek on a daily basis. And with that I pass. Thank you very much, Kim G. And good morning, Melissa C.
6: Hi, good morning. Good morning everyone. It's Melissa
0: C I recovered, compulsive over here in New York. And um, you know, it just strikes me as I listen to this that um, you know, so much of this recovery for me is about shedding my my prejudices. You know, if you would have asked me just this morning before this meeting, am I prejudiced? You know, do I have a closed mind to things? I would have told you, no way. I am so open-minded. And yet, as I'm listening, you know, I'm discovering that even today being recovered, there's parts of me that are closed off and prejudiced. And, you know, I grew up in a um, an observant household. Um, I didn't seem to hear God mention touch. I seem to miss the spirituality. However, my siblings all grew up um, and continued to, you know, in a religious practice, and their lives seem pretty, you know, happy to me. I've been making judgments about them, their imperfections, and their spiritual life, and as I'm listening this morning, I realize, um, you know, there's a defect that, that's popping up right here that I didn't know Um, and because my mind has been looking at their imperfections and and questioning somehow that they're not spiritual you know just because they haven't necessarily sat me down and discussed their deep feelings about their God of their understanding doesn't mean they're not having a spiritual experience and you know and so I know that my head um, as I'm working you know, this recovered life and, and continuing in the steps that um, this is an area that I need to grow in, that um, to not judge other people's um, religious practices, other people's spiritual life. I know that today I am having a relationship with a higher power that I did not have before that did not seem to be available to me through those religious practices, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't work for other people. Um, And, you know, and I'm just grateful to know that today, that today, um, you know, to have acceptance um, for everybody in their own spiritual journey. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa C. And good morning, Amy G. You're up. Good morning. Thank you for your service. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland, Awesome meeting. You know, it says in the paragraph, we, you know, we beg of you to lay aside prejudice. And I know some other places where it says we beg of you, like in how it works, it says that some of these steps we, we you know, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. And, I, you know, when someone's begging me to do something, that means like, hey, guys, heads up, this is something big deal here. We really have to wrap our brains and our minds and our hearts around this issue of step two. And then in, on to step three this whole idea of lack of power being our dilemma and, you know, believing in a power greater than ourselves, whatever that conception may be. And I love what it says here, we never gave the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. And like others have said, you know, I was very focused on, uh, you know, for example, once I became entrenched in my agnosticism, all I focused on were reasons that confirmed and validated and grew and further entrenched my agnosticism. But beaten and pummeled by this disease, I really did. I had two. I had two choices. Was I going to, as others said, identify in, or was I going to identify out? I spent almost five years in over anonymous balking about this whole God issue. And I remember someone saying to me, and it was somewhat harsh, but boy, did it wake me up. They were begging me, and they said, "Look, if your way is working so well, why are you here?" And I I couldn't deny that. And I remember when I went to my first meeting where I saw truly recovered people from all walks of life that talked about in this paragraph, races, creeds, and colors, and they had a peace and serenity in their eyes that said that merciless obsession had been relieved, that they no longer were not only not putting binge foods in their mouth, but they had peace and serenity and contentment. They had been equipped with a way of living that allowed them joy, peace, happiness, a way to deal with difficulty, and crisis in life, it was hard for me to deny that as long as I could just open my mind a little bit and be willing. And boy, did the disease make me willing. You know, pain of discipline or pain of regret. I had to be willing to take some action. You know, somewhere in the book it quotes, it's either 12 and 12 of the big book. I couldn't find it looking before I was called to speak. But, you know, ignorance is what they call contempt prior to investigation. You know, I could no longer look at those in whom the problem had solved and remain ignorant. I wanted what they had desperately, desperately. I wanted what they had. And I had to be willing to keep my mind open, to surrender to the program, to take instruction, and to work this program like my life is dependent upon it. That's all I needed. I didn't need to focus on all the minutia. I just needed to look at in whom the problem had been solved and take instruction. And from there, my my faith grew. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Amy G. And now I'm going to ask Nicole S. to read the very first paragraph on page 50. Good morning, Nicole.
7: Hi, this is
11: Nicole S. I'm a compulsive overreader recovered in Colorado. Instead, we looked at the human defects of these people and sometimes used their shortcomings as a basis of wholesale condemnation. We talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. We missed the reality and the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. We never gave the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. And I can really relate to the part... That looking, missing the beauty of the forest because I was diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. And I can so easily look at uh, the faults of other people and completely miss, uh, miss my faults. I'm not staying on my side of the street. And I can have, um, you know, just actions of uh, one person that I'm uh, basically being judgmental of and not accepting of them. And it can ruin my whole view of um, the reality in front of me and the beauty right in front of me. And it kind of uh, reminds me, I I live in a a beautiful mountainous area with, um, you know, the forest and lots of pretty trees and mountains in the background. And sometimes I can get... um, so frustrated because someone's driving on our dirt road too fast and I can be judgmental and I can just ignore all the beauty around me because um, I'm uh, judging somebody for driving too fast on my road and getting frustrated and I can stay stuck in that moment and um, this just shows me so much of um, being tolerant of others' viewpoints and to realize that my viewpoints. Um, are are not I, it's what I believe in and what I think of, but they're not necessarily right, and they're not necessarily right for other people. And so this gives me just a really good reminder of being tolerant of others' viewpoints, and also to not let um, others' viewpoints um, hinder my my growth and destroy my view of um, the beauty in front of me, and um, so much to focus on what I have that I should be grateful for, um, instead of focusing on the negative things, focusing on the positive things. And that's all I have. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you very much, Nicole. And who would like to comment? Uh, Please, folks, Wendy from Upstate New York, please. Would somebody please stop the music? Hello? Ah, Bless you, bless you, whoever you are. Wendy F. And who else? Charmaine, North
6: Carolina. Charmaine, North Carolina. And uh, let's try for two more.
0: Sally? Sally.
6: Rosemary,
0: New Hampshire. Wait. Uh, there was a voice before you. From who was that?
6: There was a, you a,
0: Sally. Yeah, God. I'm sorry, Anita. No, I've got you, kid. <laughs> oh, please. Who is that with the with the music?
7: Please, can you please stop that?
6: I'm going to mute the line.
7: Oh, thank you.
6: Rosemary in New Hampshire. Sarah W. Rosemary, New Hampshire. Uh, We're just waiting a moment for Anita. Uh,
7: Anita J., we're looking for you. Who was first and up? I
0: said such words there you in go. here. There you go. <laughs> first, yes, please. Um, Wendy, please go ahead. Wendy. I hope you can hear me okay. Thanks.
6: This is Wendy
1: S., yes. a great tall recovering compulsive over either from New York.
0: And partly I just want to share, because I, I've been listening, but I haven't shared in a long time. I just want to, you know, say that I'm a compulsive over um program and other compulsive over years to recover. And I think that this step is so important. But when I think about the reading and what people have shared and what they're sharing it, I don't know how to confine it to kind of itself because I think it underlies everything. And um and it and it's so important to have this openness to some kind of spiritual approach. Um, I feel like right now I'm doing a lot of 6 and 7, and, um, and when I look at the alternatives to practicing my character defects, I don't know how to do it differently. I don't know how to be different, but I do have some experience now in being spiritually open, um, open to um, my higher power, and I really like what was said about um,
1: um
0: being able to accept and look at the positives along with the negatives. I really, a huge character defect of mine is to focus very strongly on the negatives and live in it. And it's not what I want, and it's not what I want to be. Um, And while I don't have an alternative to that, I do have the option of being open to my higher power. Um, And that's really important. Um So I think with that, I'll pass, and um, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lindy. Yes. Um, Charmaine, what is the first initial of your last
6: name from North Carolina? You're up. Charmaine? I-
0: well, then let's move on to Sally. Good morning. Up. Is she here? Yes. I'm not sure. You are here. Okay, great. Go ahead, Charmaine. And what was the initial of your last name?
12: It's P as in
0: teacher. P T as in teacher. All right, thank no, you. No, no, P
12: as in Paul, P. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me share. I'm a newcomer, and I think I'm probably between five and six meetings. And I'm very grateful for the vision of you, and wonderfully read today the um agnostics and the more in depth um uh, journey I take to um to try to um recover and understand the um the recovery material um and the principles and uh, it's just. So I'm like, wow! It's just the sanity I—it's beginning to be welcomed and embraced, and um, I'm really beginning to accept that. Even but starting with uh, step one, being powerless and really seeing that it was out of control. And I don't know how many times my higher power was trying to get my attention to show me, oh how how rageful, how prideful I I, I was, and um and how um just, you know, um, trying to do it my way. And I was just still in the driver's seat, and I was just saying, heck no, I'm not. I'm not getting giving this over. But um, the more I, I grew in my ego and... Um, It 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 took me further from the space I needed to be with reality, and I don't really know how to explain that. It's just, you know, how do I fix my life? You know, it it was broken in so many million of pieces, and um, I too came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And, um, and and without God and without um, intimacy and uh, staying consciously awake, connecting with him through my weaknesses because um, I don't want to do this alone. I'm like a child saying I don't want to go by myself. And um, I look for my spiritual parent. I look for my guidance from him who I choose to call God. And... Um, with uh great intentions I hope to turn this daily, this will over to him instead three. Um and with that I'll just pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. I'm I'm hoping maybe I could get Sally and Rosemary in. Um if you if you both are not too long. Um please go ahead, Sally. Thank you. Oh, good morning, Evision, for you. And this paragraph that we're reading on the top of page 50, uh, instead we looked at the human defects of these people and sometimes used their shortcomings as a basis of the wholesale condemnation. We talked of intolerance while we were, intolerant of our, we were intolerant ourselves. This reminds me of the top of page 11 in Bill's story, page 11, where he says, To Christ I conceded the certainty of a great man not too closely followed. Those are the key words, not too closely followed. So he's judging how they follow their their Christian experience. But then he goes on to say, his moral teaching most excellent. For myself, I had adopted those parts which seemed convenient and not too difficult. The rest I disregarded. And so he gives us here on page fifty another. He's just so brutally honest with himself. That's what I love about Bill. We talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. We missed the reality and the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. And so what I think you're trying to say to us here is, again, making another passionate plea to lay aside prejudice and pride and thinking that we have a corner on our religious experience when we see in this room right here on A Vision for You and in OA in some rooms, we see this beautiful tapestry of different people with different roads that lead to a relationship. And that's what this is all about, finding a relationship with my own higher power that works. Thanks for letting me share with that, I pass. Thank you very much. And Rosemary, can you... Um, I'll make it quick. Yeah. Hi, I'm Rosemary from
13: New Hampshire. Um, This is my 14th day, the beginning of my 14th day of an abstinence. I am so grateful. And I didn't think I'd be speaking, but I have to just sort of say that I am very grateful. I've been in a, a long relapse coming out of it and bringing to it, just realizing, oh, just get out of my way. I tried to think my way into abstinence. I tried it, I tried everything, just sort of like just getting out of my own way, giving it over whether I believe in a higher power, whether I don't, just following directions and just listening and doing what the the person who I've chosen to be a sponsor says to do what I hear people say, just not doing it my way. I'm a visual person. I kind of been on the phone thinking, God, all those words, sick, ill. I'm a bulimic, uh intolerant. Take the I out of it, and the words are, have no power. They, you know, they crumble. So I kind of like that. I like the, visualizing, taking the I out of a lot of those words. All I'm doing today is deciding to turn my will over. Um, and um, I do believe, because I have been saved before and I know the experience, so I do believe in a higher power because it wasn't me. My best thinking got me into trouble. And that saying, you know, I don't go into my head alone. You know, it's a bad neighborhood. I always take somebody with me. And for, with that, I just want to say thank you for all being here. I'm very grateful. And um I'm very grateful that I've got this today. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And Rosemary, what's the first initial of your last name? W. W. I think the, and I, I are you on the registry? Are you registered? You know, uh,
13: it's not working. I have to figure that out and I will um I'll try to figure that out. But um
0: yeah. Give me your phone number here, Rosemary. It's 603
13: 318
0: 9449. 944. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. All right, thank you folks. I'm I'm sorry I did that. Um I guess that should not have been on the recording. That was a no-no. And um I just want to say to you, folks, uh, thank you very much. We're now going to end, as we always do, with um, the, uh, somebody reading a vision for you. And this morning, it's Santa H. Good morning. Good morning, Anita. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, family. Thank everyone else on the line. My name is Santa H. Your grateful, grateful, recover compulsive overeater. Just for today, our book is meant to be suggestive only to you and countless others. This is the grace back for us. Abandon
5: yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him
0: and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We'll be we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit And you shall surely meet
5: some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.